Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Episode 59. Hello. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we were doing funny voices. Um, well, no, I'm not. Gonna... They're not funny, <laughs> but they're definitely voices. <laughs> oh, my was from uh, this uh, this audio book I I just finished. It, one of the main characters that the main villain just has this weird <laughs> voice. He sounds like Deckard Cain mixed with uh, Bane from uh, Dark Knight Rises. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just he. And like the the narrator just does the voice the exact same t- like every single time whenever he says hello this <laughs> 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 is fucking cracks me up but that's not important let's talk about stuff Cygor Cygor cybernetic gorilla <laughs> by Rich Beitch Beitch something like that yeah yeah close enough uh on Image. Yep. It's out on Image. And it, this is supposed to take place in uh, Spawn's universe, right? Yes. Because right. I remember you mentioning that, but I couldn't tell based on the context of uh, the book itself. Oh, yeah. There is zero context. Like, I'm sure there's overlap if I've read a bunch of Spawn, mm-hmm. but I, without having prior knowledge, I would have had no clue. Right. And also, if McFarlane's name wasn't all over everything. Right, right. <laughs> Which apparently he made this character for for a toy, like it was he made the toy and then incorporated it into the Spawn comics, and then this is its own. It definitely seems like like a thing that he did, or did a lot of. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was like I'm gonna make this toy. <laughs> now I got to figure out how to incorporate it. I'm gonna make this toy. <laughs> so. The the story itself is kind of a scattershot of, like, different plots. Uh, yeah. And it's over a course of time. Right. And uh, it, for me, it was a little hard getting a, my bearing of, like, what the overarching story actually is, aside from Cybernetic Gorilla. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's uh, government... Um, experiment mm-hmm. that escaped. Right. And it's being chased. That's the overarching story. Yeah. Like, Cygor gains its freedom. Right. And, and we just see, like, snapshots of, like, his escape and, like, what happens. Yes. Um, the, the first issue, like, covers his escape, um, I think my favorite one, the, I think it's that, that third issue with the artist. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, it reminded me a little bit of something you and I had discussed as a potential story. Mm-hmm. Not the exact same, but it was... Didn't we discuss about having, like, flayed... Oh, yeah. Flayed humans uh, or tattoos Yeah, or it's something? like rich people collecting uh, tattoos from people. Yes. As yeah. artwork. Yeah. Similar thing here, mm-hmm. except for this guy. More of uh, turning people into uh, statues or sculptures. Well, not even... It, yes, that's what he's passing it off as, but it's more like... 
uh, what are those like curiosities and oddities? Uh, oh, okay, yeah, the specimen or whatever. Right. It's more like that. Yeah. But then he pe- plays it off like it's a sculpture. Right. Right. It's but, it's pretty fucked up. That was a good little good little story bit. Yeah, like especially the detail about uh, the whatever material it is that he dunks the people in, mm-hmm. like uh, allows them to breathe and still stay alive for X amount of time. Yep. So yeah, they're on display and they're they're conscious of the fact that they're on display as a piece of art. And their eyes are moving around, mm-hmm. but the people buying it or looking at it don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Good imagination there. Yes, I liked the monsters in the little hidey cloud thingy when oh, they yeah. go to the, like the hidden. I don't even know. They say it's archipelago, Ar- archipelago. Yeah, but it's, it's also. Mobile? Yeah, it's some sort of mobile island. Yeah. I, that's my understanding. Gotcha. Where all yeah. the super secret science happens. Right. And and yeah, the the cloud thing, I think it's like what it's like some sort of hallucinatory cloud mm-hmm. thing that makes people imagine monsters. Monsters, apparently. And yeah. they're all different monsters. Right. Uh mm-hmm. like that uh one of the agents he was flying through the cloud and he had like a weird worm thing that popped out of his mouth. But it was like I it looked it was like his tongue yeah. came out and turned into this weird huge worm thing that was wrapping around. Right, and he was like struggling with it and at first like that was the very first thing you see in uh I guess the second issue. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean each issue, to your point, and bring back what you said earlier, did take a second to kind of reallocate my bearings. Yeah, so yeah. Said, Where are we? This isn't a direct continuation from what I just read. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sets up a new setting, mm-hmm. but building off the story from the other issues still. So, oh, okay. Right. And they, they do, like, scatter in uh, small, smaller stuff like um, Fatima and her uncle. Sasha. Uncles. Yeah. Whatever. Sasha. Uh, like, they're part of a little B plot about trying to find their little monkey friend. Yes. Uh, poor little monkey friend. Right. Happy little monkey. (laughs) Gregory? Yeah. Gregory, the now also cybernetic spider monkey. Right. Oh, that's that's what uh, uh, Cyborg was doing towards the end of the arc. He's trying to find that little, his little buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And and the whole purpose. So, so little cute spider monkey is with these two quote-unquote gypsies. I forget the proper PC term. Yeah. But in the book, they're referred to as that. And the monkey steals the detective's watch, I think it was. Uh, yeah, like Rolex or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's how we get introduced into this. They get introduced into this. And then they end up taking the monkey, mm-hmm. don't they? And performing experiments on it? or Yeah, because... What was it? Uh, the monkey found Cygor yes. and was fucking around with his implants and woke Cygor up. That's right? what it was. And had some of the material, so mm-hmm. they shot Gregory mm-hmm. to get the Cygor material back, government property or whatever. Right. That's what it was. And then Cygor, being really awesome and innocent and adorable, <laughs> was like, I need to help this little monkey out. 
right? And made Gregor into Gregory into a cybernetic spider monkey mm-hmm. out of love to give back to to uh, uh, Fatima. Fatima. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that Cygor is just adorable. Yeah, like, it's actually <laughs> a really it. cute moment because like. He brings this little monkey back to life and then realizes the monkey is sad. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I gotta help him find his family. Yeah. Like, and throughout the whole thing, Gorilla, Cygor is just talking about, I don't like Death Doctor or mm-hmm. Death Smell Doctor and I'm hungry and all these things. And it's very innocent and mm-hmm. naive and cute and adorable. He, he wants his smiling shoes. Yeah, smiling shoes. <laughs> But then he also ends up, like, just eating people. Yep. And all these other horrible things. Uh, decapitating a Indian goddess. Yeah, where did Kali come from? I don't know. It's like, there's the character Cho. Yeah. I believe it was Cho. Shows up, and then the Kali's in the Brooklyn subway or something. Yeah. It's like, cool, awesome, why and how? I mean, there was, like, a little, little, little bit where the... Uh, government agents were in the subway is like this might have been like another one of our projects so but still yeah it was and then why does Cygor have to fight Kali I don't know and but now Cygor is the um avatar of death or yeah something like that he got a uh, Kali's hairpin yeah <laughs> stuck in, in his little gorilla bun <laughs> I want to make a pastry called Gorilla Bun. That sounds delicious. It does sound delicious and sounds like it would sell. <laughs> it would yeah. sell better than hotcakes. Because <laughs> of Gorilla Buns. And really what it is is just like angel food cake shaped like a butt. A Gorilla Butt. That's all it is. Nothing special. <laughs> what if you made it like multicolored so it's more like a baboon butt? <laughs> but it's still called a Gorilla Butt anyway. Well, you have Gorilla Butt. And then you just put, like, strawberry preserves on a different one, and that's the baboon butt. <laughs> you, you gotta wait a minute, though, you, to do that before right. you branch out to baboon butt. Right. Yeah. You gotta build the brand first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I, I got a little tripped up on was uh, the relationship between um, Fatima and Sasa, I guess. Like, I, I guess it's one of those things where... Uncle Sasa is like one of those close family friends that you end up calling uncle, right? Mm-hmm. Because the whole time, Fatima say, Gregor's the only family I have left, Uncle Sasa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it, it threw me for a loop. You know, a little bit, and I thought it was really funny. It is funny. If, like, I am it now that, I don't know, think, think about it. I really hope that that's what it was. Was that, you know, yes, they are biologically related. However, uh, she just ignores that fact. It's like, no, I only care about the monkey. Yeah, you're not monkey, family. Yeah, monkey is the only family I have. <laughs> Me and Gregory for life. <laughs> Wasn't she also, they, they, the artwork... Overall, I really enjoyed the artwork mm-hmm. as a blanket statement. But didn't she like spit a huge loogie on a cop? I think so. Yeah, it was her. Yeah. And I was just impressed at the art of the loogie. 
<laughs> I've never seen it like something like that in comics before because it's huge. Yeah. But it's also like connected to the mouth and it's like super long spit, still connected to the mouth. And then there's a reflection of the dude's face in the the end of the spitball. Like that's that's an impressive spit shot. I've never seen that before. It's I don't know where I'm going. So I'm I'm gonna leave it there. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's over there. <laughs> but overall, I, I like despite the fact that I had trouble like issuing issue jumping from story to story, mm-hmm. I I liked it overall. Oh, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Just because Saigo were so fucking cute <laughs> being this little baby human, mm-hmm. essentially, mentality. Um Maybe not baby human, but young. And it was just sweet and innocent until Cyborg actually had actions. Then mm-hmm. it was vicious and awesome. Mm-hmm. So, and then it was just fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Now, do you remember the uh, the very first issue when he was talking about his mama? Very little. Okay. That's something that, that was also tripping me up is because, like, he was talking about Mama Gorilla, and there was, I'm pretty sure there was a depiction of a gorilla with, like, earrings and... <laughs> oh, there was! Right? Like, and it was even more humanoid. Yeah. That It was kind of like the old Planet of the Apes movies. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, like, even the mouth and nose are vaguely human-like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going on here with a... Vaguely anthropomorphic gorilla that uh, Saigor remembers driving him somewhere. Right. Like, what's that story about? Maybe it's just uh, the doctor guy that I can't... The Russian doctor guy. Mm -hmm. Like, he wearing a a gorilla mask driving him... And talking in, like, a a high voice. (laughs) To a dungeon to (laughs) to work on him. Because they even mentioned at some point in one of the issues that they don't even use this doctor guy doing surgeries toiling away. Right. They just use computers mm-hmm. and push buttons to right. do the things. Which, don't read too much into it. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but okay. I'm not the doctor here. Like, the way I picture... Okay, you know Surgeon Simulator? Nope. Oh, well. I know the the... Party game operation. Okay. Well, it's like a computer version of that. Okay. And I just imagine that's what they were doing. <laughs> it's like they're playing Surgeon Simulator, but it's actually hooked up to, like, robot arms. So when you, like, uh, use your mouse to, like, make a little incision here, the, the uh, robot arm goes in. Well, shit like that exists now. Yeah. But I guess this was also written a while ago. Sometime in the 90s, I'm assuming. I don't know. Late, we're going to say late 90s. I didn't look at any dates. Sweet. <laughs> I'm just making assumptions based on my extremely loose knowledge of Spawn in general. Right. <laughs> McFarlane's uh, uh, media empire. Yes. I also don't recall any chat bubbles. There well, or were there there are some outlines. It's really weird. I don't. I didn't like it. Yeah, like the first issue, if I remember correctly, they actually had 
colored bubbles. Okay. To help you differentiate who's who's talking and whatnot. Yep. But then from two on, it was just white text with lines dividing stuff. Yeah, and oftentimes that would get lost in the background art. Yeah, yeah, because I remember there was uh, one panel where it's like this really light shade of greenish whatever, but it's really light. Mm-hmm. And then white text on top of that. Yep. It's like, well, I can't figure yeah. out what you're saying. I thought that was interesting. It's not often that the text is something I comment on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's cool flow to a text that's, there's like, I can't remember right now. Anyway, there was like an artistic something beyond just chat bubbles. Mm-hmm. But this was just bad. Like, yeah. Oh, ooh, damn it. Yeah, it, it definitely made uh, some of the, the, the words hard to read. And... Um... The, I, the general layout of how they have the, the dialogues and whatnot, it's a little hard to follow sometimes. Yeah, it is. I had difficulty several times pinning who was speaking which words. Mm-hmm. I had difficulty also discerning which chat chunk to read next. Yep. Yeah. It's like, do I go left to right, up to down? Where do these panels pop in and out? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the... The, the layout could could have been improved upon. Yep, I agree. Yeah. How did you feel about the Christmas issue? Yeah. <laughs> the hallucinogens at the end with the Santa yeah. really doubling down on... I forget exactly what he said, but when I read it, it was great. Yeah. But basically, who, who's naughty, who's nice? Mm-hmm. The Santa thing, but he said it in a very fun, eloquent way <laughs> that a monster Santa would say. Yeah, the monster Santa looked pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, I felt like the the, the second half of, of the book kind of trailed off for me. Yeah. Like, it peaked at the artist. Yeah, I'm with you. And then, yeah, it did kind of tail off, and then he suddenly... Like holding on to the wheel of an airplane mm-hmm. going to Serbia or Syria yeah. or chasing after the monkey somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, is that where he shows up in Spawn? I guess. This is ultimately an origin story, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like he escaped from the research scientist cop fucks, mm-hmm. and then he's in the Spawn universe. I'm curious. I need to read it's Spawn issue number thirty-eight. I need to read it. Oh, oh! You actually looked it up? Yeah, that's his introduction into Spawn. That seems way sooner. Yeah, that seems like I should have read it already. Yeah, maybe I haven't. Yeah, I look. Well, was it like thirty-eight of the original original Spawn? Or I don't know. I mean, because they do renumbering. But that means if you think about it. Typically, they release every month, mm-hmm. so 12, 24, 36. That's three years of Spawn, and then yeah, two after that, two months after that. Right. So I wonder, the collected editions probably aren't, that I've read, aren't up to 30-something. Like, what I read mm-hmm. probably is capped at 20 do you issue, think so? Somewhere yeah. in issue 20 is my bet. Okay. So, now that I'm thinking about it, 
Okay, maybe that does make sense. Yeah. I've never got that far. I don't mm-hmm. know. I I guess I need to read more Spawn. We already had this conversation. Right. <laughs> it was like, I, I, I remember buying the first three um, volumes in paperback. And I don't know, they're, they're being they're like, chunky. Yeah, yeah, they're big. They have them right over there. Yeah. So I was like, there's got to be 30 issues within, like, the first two volumes, right? And I know I read the first two volumes. Well, I'm going to, when we're done recording, I'm going to get up and go look. Yeah. I almost did it just now, but they don't want to <laughs> hear this. They don't want to hear shuffle, 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 heavy breathing. <laughs> no, they, they want to hear, hello. 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 <laughs> Every fucking time he says it. Uh, okay. Uh, we listened to Rudra, the eight Mahavidyas, mm-hmm. uh, out, I believe, last year, 2022. Um, band from, uh, India, uh, like, like Death? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it doesn't really reflect. I mean, it does, but, like, Okay, what I want to say is, I've listened to this album several times, and every single time I listen to it, I go immediately to, oh. <laughs> I don't know what that says. Um, maybe Al Cisneros did a good job in, like, mimicking the, the Indian sound. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I, it makes me think of, like, mid-era God Dethroned. Okay, I can hear that. Less, like, harmonies, but mm-hmm. the vocals especially sound very similar. Mm-hmm. Also, when I first saw this on the list, I thought it was a different band. Yeah. And I can't remember what the different band's name is, but it, when we first started hanging out a million years ago, you showed me, like, a flamenco death metal band. Huh. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Flamenco? Yeah. Like, literally, like, Spanish guitars? Yes, but death metal. Actual electric. There's a flamenco death metal band you showed me, and I thought it was this band when I saw the name. And then when I listened, I was like, oh, this is not the same band at all. God damn it, now I want to know what that band is. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I haven't thought of it much since... Whenever the fuck that was, yeah. 2006, seven, somewhere in there. Right. <laughs> well, this is another band from that time that I kind of fell off my radar mm-hmm. until, like, you know, we started doing this podcast, and I, and I guess I somehow got to, you know, Indian metal, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, Rudra, what oh, they shit. up to, right? And it's like I just kind of figured they they broke up or whatever, disappeared, but it's like, oh shit. Uh, put out a bunch of new albums, including one last year. Awesome. That's a great way. I love that that happened. Yeah. Like, you reflect on a band that you listen to a bit or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. And they've been doing it this whole time, and now we get to talk about right? it. Right. And it's not even like I didn't like them at the time. In fact, I recall, like, really enjoying uh, the, the albums I listened to. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I, I think it's just... It happens to everybody where, you know, there are bands that kind, of, kind of falls off. You know, yeah. There are. It's like, and you get, yeah. I was, there's two points to that. Kind of fall off in general, and I just forget they exist. Mm-hmm. Not because they're bad or whatever, but 
then there's also the other one where, like, I kind of fall off on keeping up with what they're doing, but still listen to, like, three or four mm-hmm. of their albums. Mm-hmm. And then they've released 20 more, but <coughs> I don't fucking care. Right. Even though I probably should care. I kind of feel that way about New Creator. Yep. Well, that's different, though. Their yeah. music changed, shifted gears. Uh, yeah, a good bit. Yeah. But uh, about this album, I really like the chanting. Yeah. The ch- in fact, like, there's a weirdly meditative quality to the music. Absolutely. It, 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 like, I found myself not really focusing necessarily on, like, riffs and, and whatnot, but more of the, the general atmosphere mm-hmm. that's, that's uh, that they're making. So you were experiencing rather than listening mm-hmm. or whatever? Right. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, I don't know, every time I listen to it, I just kind of trance out, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is nice. I kind of do a very similar thing with Cult of Fire. Yeah. Which, like, I want Rudra and Cult of Fire to, like, do a tour. Because they're two different styles of music, right? But it's rooted in the same shit and the same yeah thematic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I <laughs> totally watch that. <laughs> That'd be a good time. Somebody should uh work on that. Yeah, who make knows? It a, make it happen. <laughs> That'd be really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that this is one episode. Where even though it's only minuscule, there's a link between the comic and mm-hmm. the album. There is. We got a Kali in, in the comic, uh, issue two, and then, of course, the Indian mythology in this album. Yep. And actually, weirdly enough, I just finished a book called The Song of Kali. Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird confluence of, like... Indian mythology. Are you traveling somewhere where there's, like, Hinduism? No. Damn. Book a trip. That's what I'm getting at. Well. Um. No. (laughs) No. I mean, yes. I want to visit India. I just want to make a comment about that book I read about. Well, I'm going to save that for later. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And the the thing is, like, Indian mythology is, like, I don't know too much about it other than it's, like, crazy rich. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, like yeah. a million different gods, and mm-hmm. it's just super complicated, super complex. And I want to get into it more, but it's also very daunting just because of how big it is. And there's a lot of work involved, right? <laughs> and it's not like Greek mythology where like I'm almost certain everybody in the U.S. had like a little section in. I don't know, elementary school that goes over, like, Greek mythology. Oh, that got fed to me every step of the way. Right. All the way through college. It was like, can we move on from this? Right. Please. <laughs> and, and that's a, such a shame, like, that, I'll, you know, in America, the, the mythologies that, that we're exposed to is pretty much just Greek mythology, right? Well, I understand it because at, at the root of our civilization in the United States... The Greeks made it. Yeah. They made the bill. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, fucking, there's other shit yeah. that's really cool. Like, I mean, I, I do remember uh, reading a little of uh, Norse mythology, especially in, like, um, 
uh, English lit. But yeah. We're talking about Beowulf and all that stuff. Yep. But like the Aboriginals in uh, Australia, their dream time. I know very little about it, but it also seems really cool. It does seem cool. And then even Native Americans and their spirituality with with nature and animals mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like that. We should probably know more of that since we're on that land, right? <laughs> like maybe, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it seems like a lot of missed opportunities uh, in America for people to learn about different cultures and like get like really cool creative fuel. Absolutely, right? for a myriad of different whatevers. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, for real. Like, yeah. But, uh, so, because I'm also not super educated, this album was the eight, um... Mahavidyas? Are there not ten? I have no idea. There's a certain number, mm-hmm. but I think in the comic book they said there was ten. This album was entitled Eight. Mm-hmm. And then it's also my understanding it's just one, we'll say, person entity deity or whatever but then there's like different aspects of that one yeah so it's not eight different beings it's one that has multiple personalities or something i guess it's similar to the the trinity concept oh okay christianity gotcha but i don't i don't know yeah i don't know either all of it is like, yeah, they, they they talk about Shiva, and then Shiva has different aspects to that deity yes. that apparently can conflict, like, literally, like, physical conflict with each other. Just, I don't know. I wonder if we were to read Rudra's lyrics, if I would know better. I tried, uh, at least for this album, but it's not on Metal Archives. Okay. They didn't put the lyrics on. Or somebody didn't put the lyrics on Metal Archives. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, I, and then again, like I, I suppose if I was a, you know, a decent, you know, supporter of metal, I'd just go out and buy the thing, and then hopefully there's lyrics in there that I can understand. Yeah. Well, that's part of the fun of records, right? Mm-hmm. You get a big, bigger, pretty picture, and then oftentimes, if if it's like a gatefold, especially, you get songs and lyrics in there mm. on certain things not a lot admittedly right. and then sometimes there's also just the loose sheet in there and that's just fun for me yeah and then also since we're just talking about it i like records because you're forced to listen to at least half the album yeah you don't have people with their phones or an ipod so i want to listen to this song now and you play ring around the rosies of people selecting random songs it's right. like, nope you get an album or even half an album. I prefer to do the whole album. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like you pick an album, we're gonna listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna pick an album, we're gonna listen to it. Right. It. I prefer that experience. I agree. It's just, yeah. I mean, like, uh, well, I I suppose it depends on context. Like, if if I listen to or if I'm playing a video game, I'll always start with an album. Yeah. Right. And then it trails. Yeah, and then, you know, after the album's done, it, it'll start, you know, uh, going through random songs. And eventually I'll probably end up on a song where it's like, oh, I, I want to listen to the rest of this album. Yep, I've done right? that. Yeah, I'm, I've done that. It's like, put an album on, algorithm it out, and mm-hmm. then something's hitting my, hitting my fancy. And I go, cool, we're doing that album now. Right. Or it'll make me think of a different one. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
in general, I do like listening to whole albums. Yep. And this whole album was pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's fucking solid, and I'm I'm really glad they kept going. Yeah. Play Play America sometime. I don't think they've ever did. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I can yeah. find out. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to get Cult of Fire, but their new stage setup. Like I've talked to them. They're willing. We're happy. We can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't make it happen at the venue we're at now. So they're like very like adamant about their stage show yep. being preserved. Yep. And Fair. I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. All right. We'll circle back when we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you better fucking deliver. Because I'm all about, that's one of my my biggest hurdles and challenges for uh, mass disruption as it is now. One, I wish there was a curtain that we could close mm. between changeovers. Mm-hmm. And then two, I wish we could do more of a stage show for bands. Yeah. Because that's part of showbiz, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have that many bands in a day, you can't do a huge show for everyone. Mm -hmm. But if you can have little somethings here and there that fits with the band and their theatrics, it just makes it a better show. Yeah. And I wish we could have fog up there Mm -hmm. for many years. We were told we couldn't because it was a hazard or it would set the sprinklers on. There was a switch in management. We found out that we can, but now if we want to do it, we have to have a fire marshal on hand, which is very expensive. Oh. So it's just like, oh, I can't wait to get out of the loft. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> where, are you guys looking anywhere else? Like, where would you like to? Center Stage Theater, probably. Okay. Got it. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. But yeah, so what I'm saying is, like, eventually Cult of Fire is going to be playing Center Stage Theater. And I then, could I could see, uh, yeah, I could see that. So... Uh, why not get rude while we're at it and right. then do an East Coast tour to recoup some of the expenses? Yeah, that'd be a really sick bill. <laughs> that'd be really fucking sick. It'd be you'd have to find. Uh, anyway, we're trailing off here. Yeah. Great album. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to other shit. Yeah. Dingus and. Dangus. Demato.